0: It was it good as good for you as it was bad for me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Are you are you are you ready? Funny. <laughs> Expensive.
2: Nah. Whatever. Be happy.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where 330 somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend
3: Sam.
1: Ho ho ho, Mary (laughs) Krimbus.
3: And Jim. Problem is, if you focus too much on the whole, you bust, and then it's all uh, over.
0: <laughs> Today, we cover episode 49, part both of Doug. In almost all episodes after the first, except for this one and a couple other ones, Doug was separated into two 12 minute shorts. And episode 49, part both's title is Doug's Christmas Story. <laughs>
3: Yes, it's that time of year again, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to start thinking about the reason for the season, framing a dog for murder.
0: A long time ago, we talked about how this one is definitely going to be called "The Gang Puts Pork Chop Down," which is Uh. which is, uh, and that is actually the plot line for this episode for most of it. And it's a fucking wild choice for a Christmas episode, right? Yeah, (laughs) a
3: wild choice.
1: Let's put down the dog. Let's put down the dog. (laughs) You know, for Christmas for for a
3: treat. (laughs) You know, every season to give gifts, and sometimes that gift is departing this sad veil of tears (laughs)
0: at least he finally gets to be out of a dog episode
3: (laughs) congratulations
0: god
3: this what is also interesting for the fact that it instantly spoils itself
0: yeah i guess that's right because he was like oh man it almost was bad at the beginning
3: Like, there's (laughs) the, like, you could do this. Uh, Like, the courtroom drama episode is a thing that can be done. It's a format that's been used repeatedly and noted a million years long show, Law & Order, did quite a few episodes on how you do a courtroom episode. When you know how it goes from moment fucking one, a lot of the drama gets sucked out of it. And what is placed in its place is... Just random weird nonsense. There's so much
0: weird shit in this episode. This I think honestly, I think that this one is one of the weirdest and like so okay. What I what I need you guys to keep in mind during all of this, like as we talk about this, both as the viewer and as uh you guys, Sam and Jim. I don't know if this episode is supposed to be satirical or not, because if it is satirical, then this one actually kind of has like a good message to it. Right. But if it is not satirical, then what the fuck? Like
3: it feels like it is almost there to having a joke, but it doesn't get there.
0: And almost, like, a good commentary on, like, the world and, like, America's justice system, right? Like,
3: it's, like, almost. It is so almost there, and that makes it all the more baffling. Because in our previous adventures with the long-form Doug episode, we saw an excellent case of a hell moral. I don't (laughs) know what the moral of this episode is. What's also
1: funny about this one is that this is one of the episodes where something happens in Doug, but (laughs) over the course of the plot, you can clearly tell that the writers were trying to undo one of the other things that happened in Doug. Oh, yes. Because this features uh, former Mayor White a lot, and he's... And and everyone calls him Mayor White. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) In the most (laughs) obvious case of... Oh shit, we wrote this before we did the other thing. There is a clearly ADR'd in after the fact line. Is it okay if I still call you Mayor White?
0: Right, right. (laughs)
3: That rocks.
1: It, it Tippy's like out of town for this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could they not ride around Mayor Tippy? I think they couldn't. I think
0: that they just <laughs> did. I think I think they must have made this episode a long time ago, and they were like, okay, we want to do a Christmas episode where also we kill a dog. But like they but then they were like, oh shit, this comes this now is coming after the fact of Tippy being mayor. Uh let's add in this random scene with the DJ place, right? I think that they made that
3: that scene in later right yeah i i agree with you on this point (laughs) oh
0: man all right so this episode begins with doug saying that it was the best holiday of the year christmas Even though he previously, in the previous extra-long episode, said that his favorite holiday of the year was Halloween. You can't expect any consistency. I know, but come on, we need some.
3: (laughs) Doug knows nothing, understands nothing. They're both involved giving gifts. They might very well be on the same day. The events of this episode start (laughs) as he's just finished running back from, I don't know, Dudenhofer's hell lair. Yeah, well, no,
0: we know that this episode takes place on a separate day because Doug, for the first time in all of Doug, Doug is wearing long pants. He wears mm. long khakis yeah, the whole time. it's so weird. It looks so <laughs> weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, it, he wear, but he wears a short sleeve shirt.
3: Uh-huh. One of the fascinating <laughs> things about this episode is they are clearly going for broke on the animation. Like, everybody is in a slightly different outfit, and everybody is clearly putting on their A-game for a... Like, I feel like this was almost a send-off for the show. Just, like, demonstrating our port. We have come so far. We have demonstrated so much. We have improved so much from that god-awful first episode. Hey, check us out. (laughs) Please hire us, Disney. (laughs) Right, This is also
1: almost, like exactly like a simpsons episode yes oh perfect well, i mean we've had a bunch
0: of Doug episodes that are almost exactly like simpsons episodes
1: it has the same like message to like the sensationalist media and yeah like, getting homer gets like framed for sexual harassment instead of you know a dog biting someone one of the Fair. episodes
3: of the simpsons that aged the worst
0: <laughs> oh
3: well, so all
0: the kids to celebrate Christmas time are playing, uh, skating around on a frozen lake. They're like playing hockey, and then the sleeches are just like hugging each other while on ice skates.
3: <laughs> That's how you play hockey, kids. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, and they're playing hockey with a pine cone as their puck. Uh, and Doug is using. Doug and Skeeter are the only ones who don't have hockey sticks. Doug has a rake, and Skeeter has a broom.
3: (laughs) Yeah, let a small child swing a rake around other children. I see no way this could go south. (laughs) I mean, they're also, like, all of them
0: are doing, like, crazy high stick maneuvers. Like, I remember I played hockey, and, like, someone hit me in the fucking face with a stick once, and I had to get stitches. (laughs)
3: Hey, Chalky, think fast. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but they can't afford a puck, so they're using a, 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 a pine cone. And then pork chop slides up on the ice and like skids through all of their skates, like almost gets sliced clean in half. <laughs> and then where pork chop slides to, and where the pine cone flies off to when someone slapshots it, is a place where the lake is cracking, and there's a sign, a clear sign that says there's thin ice here.
1: And you can see the cracks. And you can the the sign like sinks into the water. It's so <laughs> you very, can still read it's it. very obvious what's going on here. Yeah. But <laughs> But we know that Porchop is the only one
0: in this town who can actually read because he notices the sign. He goes, Oh no, it's thin ice. And BB says that she wants to go get the pine cone. No, so she BB walks is
3: volunteering the- to do a thing. Why? Eh, you know, it's the plot demands it.
0: Yeah, and you know, we need this specific pine cone. Uh, and so she walks over by herself to the crack spot, and Porkchop is like, Oh no, I gotta save her. And so he bites her leg and tries to pull her away from the ice, the, uh, the cracked ice, as she screams. Oh,
1: my leg! Bad dog.
0: <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> put you down. Every. <laughs>
1: Get your ass in
0: jail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to take you to the prison from uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: but so then, yeah,
1: everyone, as Beefy just is
0: screaming her head off. My leg! Uh, uh. He must have bit her fucking heart on the leg because B.B. is falling down and screaming. Well, he's and-
3: bodily dragging her away. Yeah, <laughs> like you gotta have some pretty solid lever arm to pull that one off. Especially given that you are a dog on ice, you don't got a lot of True. traction to play with.
0: That's a good point. So maybe he is ripping her leg off, uh, and everybody comes over and scowls at Porkchop, and 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 Chalky is like, "Yeah, I saw the whole thing.
1: Porkchop's fucking wild. Like he's he's going for blood." <laughs> Just talk to the dog. He can understand words. Right? He
0: can Ask probably
3: him. write. The dog can answer the fucking phone.
0: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> 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 he can, he can, we've seen that pork chop can answer the phone. He can definitely read. Didn't he? Wait, did he write in the Mister Scaly episode, or was that Mister Scaly? Mister Scaly, who Scaly was wrote the one? D- uh, oh Porkchop shit. Did. Okay, so maybe well, pork
1: chop. paw down, right? He put like oh. as a signature.
0: True, yeah, Porschev can definitely, like, you could ask him a question, like, yes or no, answer,
3: like, he nod can, your head, right?
1: We know he can read. Like,
3: yeah. this that's, is a great example been set of up. one of the underlying problems with Doug and of any universe that has run for long enough. This is the problem of canon. Because
0: oh, no. it was quick oh. and
3: easy For the writers in previous episodes, for the sake of a gag or for a minor plot point, to treat Porkchop as a person who is capable of communicating like a person. The problem is that now they're going to do a story where Porkchop is a dog. And as a dog, he cannot be expected to be able to defend himself. There has to be an innocent reason why my dog did this thing that could get him put down. That would make me feel sad. But... We, In order to make that work, we have to now undo the fact that he can communicate, which, all right, in and of itself, annoying, but you suspend disbelief in order to do that. And then the episode ends by taking a hot, messy shit all over that idea
0: yeah i love later in the episode there is a segment where like literally one line after the other uh is pork chop can communicate and then he can't communicate like it's like one line to the other it's amazing yes uh but okay so everybody scowls at pork chop uh doug scolds his ass and pork chop looks very sad
2: pork chop bad dog oh.
0: And Doug even says to Porkchop, after the title card, he says to him,
2: You don't bite people, even if it is B.B.
1: <laughs> Good line.
2: Like, B.B. is her, their
1: friend, right? <laughs> I <Like>, uh, guess. <laughs> like, they've dem- demonstrated
0: this over and over. B.B. had a pool party. She They came over to her place. B.B. hangs out with them in the Honker Burger. B.B. is their friend, repeatedly, right? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, uh, sometimes you have your dog bite your friend. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> is that is that a plot of a later Doug episode where Doug
0: actually sits? Probably por- a Disney one. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, poor Chop Porkchop even tries to, like, pantomime what went down, and Doug is like, I don't get it. What are you doing, <laughs> idiot? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Holy shit! That dog is giving me sign language. Yeah, this dog. What? This dog who has a satellite dish on his on
0: his doghouse can communicate. Also,
3: the fact that now his uh, this is the first time that Perkchops' home has looked normal because it is an igloo, and during the winter, that doesn't look weird as hell. Right. And it's also very
0: strange to me. The ducky Doug then grounds pork chop to his igloo. He says, "Go to your doghouse and stay there." And it's like snowing and freezing out. So pork Chop's I mean, does its house have like heating? It must. It has a according to right? the
3: rules. Sometimes dogs <laughs> must freeze.
0: <laughs> I guess, but it must have like electronic heating in there. I mean, it's got a yeah, fucking a fridge, right? And a yeah, TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it must. So it's not that bad. So now we, as as uh you know, Judy pulls up to take Doug Christmas shopping, uh, and oh, this is actually a moment of canon because this comes after the episode where uh, Judy got her driver's license, right?
1: Mm-hmm. She's driving.
0: Yeah. So this this is like a a positioning in our timeline here. Uh, but now, so it shows that since Mayor White has lost the election in a previous episode, he's no longer the mayor, now he is a radio DJ for K-Bluff Radio. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that he, he decides to do next. And they've even written a jingle for him about being Bluffington's favorite son.
2: Hello. He's Luffington's own favorite son He used to He used to be the mayor So now tune in Sit back and relax His honor's on the air Like,
1: what does that mean? Isn't... Isn't the Bluff the favorite son? Isn't the town named after bl- the Bluffs?
0: No, he's the daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, we have talked a lot about how Mayor White was probably in Mister Bluff's pocket. So maybe Bluffington's favorite son means that uh, Mayor
3: White was Mister Bluff's favorite servant. Yeah. Mister Bluff's right? most submissive and breedable. Uh,
0: Subordinates. <laughs> breedable. <laughs> 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 he was.
1: He I was. I will uh, not explain.
0: Uh, he was set up, uh, he was fucking, oh my god, I can't, I'm blanking on the name for the Crusader Kings thing where it's like, oh, you're, you're, uh, gonna marry my new daughter when Mr. Bluff had, uh, had BB.
3: Yes. God. A betrothal, Jesus. I believe, is what betrothal.
0: you're looking for. I don't, yeah, that's exactly the word I was thinking for, He's betrothed
3: After that Dirk boy absolutely underperformed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: Oh uh, well, Mayor White is in is being a radio DJ, and he's giving cooking tips to callers. He says that the trick to his secret recipe is to marinate cocktail weenies in grape jelly. Gross. Sounds good. <laughs> and he's he's throwing darts at a picture of Tippy. On a dartboard.
1: It's a rare tippy. It's white tippy. <laughs> That's right, yeah, now yeah. I've seen white tippy.
0: <laughs> right. It's not blue tippy. It's not pink tippy. Now it's white tippy. <laughs> uh huh.
1: The rarest <laughs> tippy. Yes,
0: yeah, so we gotta we gotta collect all the tippies that we've seen in the canon.
1: Yeah. And- Tippy's like out of town? Like what would she be doing? Right. She's the mayor of a small town. She's what out did of she town we to for.
0: She's out of town and she didn't bring her bud. Yeah. <laughs> she, she went on a solo Christmas vacation, which rocks. You go, girl.
3: Uh she's going off to the Bahamas with her athletics instructor. We're sure that they're having a very, very productive time together.
0: Oh, yeah, she's got to get in shape for the next election, so she went to the Bahamas with him.
3: Yeah, round is a shape, right?
0: Yes, yes, God. Oh, or maybe oh, maybe it's in in. We talked a lot about how our canon for like the 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 Bluff family owning the town and Tippy being the new mayor is that like the the Dinks have found out the sinister secret of the Bluff, so maybe she's like off checking in on their their uh their their sources and stuff, right? Maybe she's off uh securing funding and securing the evidence.
1: So like narratively wise, did they pat write Tippy out so? doug couldn't just go to the mayor and be like hey can you save my dog is Maybe. that why they wrote wrote her out like i, I, I don't yeah. get it <laughs> that makes sense because like this
0: whole thing is about bob white like kind of trying to make a media storm for like attention and so yeah if the real mayor was in town then doug would have been like hey tippy uh pardon my dog right <laughs> that makes yeah. sense yeah i believe that but uh but the whole time that uh that white is in his radio station. He's, he's talking to people on the radio, on like the callers, that he's saying the latest election was a fluke. So he, he's sitting there being like a, a conservative radio DJ, being like, fake news, the election was faked, it was rigged. Yeah, there's no rhymes. such thing
3: as a legitimate uh, election. It's clearly there was some kind of foul play.
0: Yeah, that's what he's doing, right? Because he's, like, riling up people who... And, like, people on the radio are saying, like, oh, you'll always be my mayor and stuff, right? Like, he is riling... Truly perverted behavior. (laughs) Yeah, he's riling up his base on, like, conservative talk radio. Imagine
3: briefly, and I apologize for the fact that this is topical, but imagine the profound level of spiritual, physical, and intellectual weakness that it requires to say... You'll always be my president, Mr. Big Strong Man, sir. Like yeah. son of
1: a bitch. Well Trump is the real president though.
3: Oh uh, yeah, yes, we right? do all know and respect this and honor him when he returns to reign over us for ten thousand years. But aside from that <laughs> Starting starting one year ago. <laughs> yes.
1: Right. Once they <laughs> once they finally overturn the corrupt election propagated by the lying news media. Of course, of course. That's what Bob Lloyd is saying. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe the cocktail weenies and
0: grape jelly is a secret code for something.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, it's like cheese pizza. Blood right, it's like non. the thing,
0: it's like the thing where on uh see on, on social media they can't use the certain words because they get insta banned, and so they're just like, oh, here's the secret uh alt workaround for it. God. Cocktail weenies and grape jelly. Why <laughs>
1: why <White, white>, non?
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, as a classic thing on like radio shows like this, people are calling in about, oh, did you hear about the sweet little girl who got attacked by a vicious dog? And Bob White is like, oh, this is my chance. And he starts making plans for uh, how to stir up a media storm.
1: He, he also has like an acrobat. Ac- a group he has a cappella, <laughs> yeah, a, a cappella. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he has a bunch of nerds who sing nearby yes
0: he's got yeah he's got like a and they're not doing like jingles that are like pre-written they're doing jingles based on the stuff he's saying in real time They're this group this singing group is like immensely talented at making new jingles on the spot
2: Tippi, tippy, tippy 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 creamed him ooh. at the polls <laughs>
0: Well, Mayor White uh, So as Mayor White is making these plans uh, We flash over to Punt and Grunt Sporting Goods Once again Uh, (laughs) Where Judy Has decided that instead of Getting her dad a three iron For Christmas for golf She'll get him, uh, or excuse me Instead of getting a nine iron, she'll get him Three three irons Ha ha It's a golf joke but it was too expensive, so she ends up getting him a two and a seven iron.
3: This it's golf another man. golf joke.
1: <laughs> a 15-year-old getting uh, her parents' golf clubs is wild.
3: Oh, yeah, getting your <laughs> parents' two
0: to three golf clubs.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is he have a job? This is Virginia and also a pro tip for those of you in the audience. The easiest thing on the face of the planet to get secondhand is good golf clubs because there's an awful lot of the the first thing that uh, the wife throws out after the divorce (laughs) and or the death of the husband is the goddamn golf clubs. But this isn't secondhand. They're at a sporting goods store in the mall. Well, the fact that Judy's in a sporting included <laughs> store in the mall is unfortunate because she should, as somebody in her socioeconomic strata and or cultural affectation, know a place you can get secondhand golf clubs. Oh yeah! In in
1: rich neighborhoods, the
3: secondhand yeah, stores are the, the best. It's the
1: trash where they belong. <laughs> oh, <True>.
0: okay. <laughs> uh, well, Doug finds a nice little hat for
1: Porkchop. <laughs>
0: ba- baffling, <laughs> and says that he hopes that he doesn't already have one. Let's
1: Dude, reward I don't know my dog. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Someone. Little dogs in hats are very cute. They are.
3: They are cute, but counterpoint: the kind of person who buys clothing for their pets is a disgusting pervert who must be stopped. I want to say, a little. Which is to say, you all already listen to our podcast. And we thank <laughs> you for your service.
0: Yeah, you perverts are all right with me. <laughs>
3: yeah, if you listen to a podcast about oh. a '90s TV show. You know that you already are what you are.
0: And that is great. Thank you for listening. Yes, you are
3: fantastic <laughs> and wonderful, and one day we will conquer the earth from these people who think that they are our superiors.
0: Jim, just tell them they're great and shut up. Well, <laughs> we
3: have to have some kind of end game here.
0: Right. Alright.
3: Because otherwise, our well, end game is going on to do Disney Doug, and that's a contemplate. I'm nodding
1: and smiling. No way. Well, so
0: they finished shopping. And they come back to Doug's house and the the cops are there along with like the entire town. Like the Sleeches are there and Chalky and Connie are there in the background as the cops are here to arrest Pork chop.
3: Note that this meant their time at the sporting goods store did nothing. It doesn't pay off. It means nothing. It just establishes Doug wanted to buy his dog a stupid gift.
0: Well, I think it's that they were away for a second. So, like, if they were away for a second, then Doug didn't have time to stop the cops, and it's too late once they're already there, and he's in bondage. Hey, you know what's
3: occupying kids during December? School! No, it's winter break. It's
0: Christmas, like, tomorrow, right? She's buying presents t- with Christmas tomorrow. Yeah, because it's Christmas literally tomorrow, and
1: <laughs> yeah, they Amazing. say something like "there's only two hours of shopping left." Yeah, so.
0: I mean that's that's what I do. That's typically what I do. <laughs> uh,
3: astonishing. I just get people money. There you go. Well, wait, if it's two hours until Christmas, then the next several minutes of this TV show make no fucking sense, and that can't possibly be the case. (laughs) Right,
0: no, no, no. They said it was two hours until mom gets home. So, there's. But then that's
3: before Christmas.
2: (laughs) Come on, Dougie. Only two more Christmas shopping hours until mom gets home.
3: Ah, good. (sighs) All my questions have been answered.
0: Good, thank goodness. Woo. Well,. (laughs) What? <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, the the cops are left in canon here because the two cops that are leading Porkchop away in chains and a muzzle are Fitz Prison, the private security guard for the Bluffs, right? Not a cop, the private security guard for the Bluffs, and the cop who Porkchop had previously growled at when they came over to uh, investigate Doug's missing bike, right? I this didn't is realize that was the connection. Well done. This was the cop who uh, was, like, fucking with their garage door opener, who was, like, throwing the basketball around, and then Porkchop growled at him. And we were like, oh, my God, that's a really bad idea for Porkchop because, you know. Oh, yeah. And so, but now he's getting his comeuppance, right? That guy has come to
1: arrest him. (laughs) Finally, I can put a dog in handcuffs.
3: Finally. This is the dream we all live and aspire to here at the police force. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and this also means that well okay so this also we had questioned whether fitz prison was like private security or an actual cop of the town so this probably means he's an actual cop right and he also works for the Bluffs. so the bluffs own the cops right well, yes yeah absolutely and this explains why it was so easy to like get them to do it right now right uh-huh. mm-hmm. Well, mayor, former Mayor White is here too, and he is—he says that
2: Once again, thanks to me, your former mayor, the children of Bluffington are safe from this, uh, this brutal train killing machine
3: Don't ask how I was able to do this
0: <laughs> Yeah, Mayor White is like bumping everybody up, he's like, hell yeah, look at this fuck get taken away Everybody gets
1: pissed off
0: He's well, yeah, he's like, he's like, I am the one who is keeping law and order in this town, right? Like I was the candidate of law and order, is what he says. He's mm-hmm. like, I am the one who got these who got the good judges elected,
3: right? Oh like, god, that means he really is Bill Clinton because this is this oh, is 19, no. uh, this is late nineties. This is yeah, this is the Clinton angle is hell yeah, we're gonna demonstrate that we're Democrats. We can also be tough on crime. Wait, was that, that was a really f- a thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, there oh. Was That's this why so-
1: Republicans hate Bill Clinton. because he stole all their, like, bits.
3: <laughs> what not what they like that? No, here's the no. thing. The approach for, like, <laughs> 12 fucking years between Reagan and Bush the Elder for the Republican Party was, we are just going to leave every black part of this country to fucking rot. And as a result, you'd be shocked to hear that when you decide that uh, we aren't going to try to do anything for people, things don't go great for them. And Bill Clinton's brainwave was this. Well, we've been providing them nothing for 12 years. What if I promise to bring in the heaviest fist of law enforcement fucking imaginable? Yes, (laughs) it's not great attention, but it's some attention and maybe some people can get some money out of it oh my god (laughs) so yeah this is the yeah a bob white is bill clinton and he's doing that this is how i'm gonna get back into power i'm gonna promise that unlike those other people i can beat the tar out of those people who we all don't really like by which of course i mean dogs Bluffington
1: is a utopia where the Libertarian Party actually wins elections. (laughs) Of course, the utopia, yes, so nice. Uh
3: (laughs) And Bob White is demonstrating his superiority over the Libertarians in that he believes that the cops are explicitly desired to be beating the crap out of people, as opposed to Libertarians who say, oh no, that won't happen, we'll just have some other group that is also the cops do that. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh.
0: Well, Doug and Porkchop share a final hug as White commands the cops to take them away because we're putting that dog away for good.
3: I'd like to pause to appreciate White commands them to take them away. Oh, God. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I I also, like, there's a a shot
0: as the police van pulls away from Doug with Porkchop inside. The shot is from the perspective of the back of the police van, and they have characters standing next to Doug. Like, they're clearly just drawn as background characters that you're not supposed to look at. But one of them is Larry standing (laughs) next to Doug as he cries, and
3: Larry is just grinning. (laughs) (laughs) This This is what you fucking get, Doug. (laughs)
0: <laughs> He's just sitting there
3: smiling You caused d- my transformation into a baby and now also into this form <laughs> Yeah, that's right, he turned into a baby and after Doug beat him up <laughs> Now I get. Now you get to watch your dog be brutalized by the police force because the mayor thinks this is his route to re-election This god. is a really obtuse plot by me, but it appears to have paid off
0: Oh my god Well, we cut to Doug's parents have come home now. And they're just putting up Christmas decorations and listening to
1: Christmas music.
0: And they're just, dad's just like, hey, don't worry about it. It's
1: Christmas. (laughs) Everybody loves dogs on Christmas.
0: Yeah, he's just like, look, nothing bad can happen on Christmas. Stop thinking about your dog who is your best friend.
3: (laughs) Also, in in fairness, (laughs) Phil is not wrong on this one because the odds of, anybody doing anything in the week before Christmas are pretty fucking low, particularly government stuff, because, yeah, sure, White is trying to make this a big PR show. How many fucking people read the news on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? The answer Apparently, is not many. It's a tradition. I do. Like, <laughs> it's traditionally one of the days that, like, you ever hear of the, uh, Friday afternoon news drop? No. Okay, this is a well-known <laughs> political trick where if you have awful fucking news just things you really don't want to get popular uh, opinion you drop it as late as possible on friday so nobody so ideally it's not going to make the uh, saturday morning papers because nobody reads the papers on saturday and if you can afford to push it off longer you push it off to one of the holidays because that minimizes the list of people who will hear about it To the kind of absolute perverts like myself who follow the news (laughs) on a regular basis. And nobody listens to us for good reason. Yes. Well,
0: Judy clearly has been listening to the news because she freaks out about how all this time, right under her nose, Porkchop was a killer. And she says it's always the quiet ones. Judy
3: has a good sense of suspicion of her brother. We'll see if it pays off. Right, yeah, she's probably talking about Doug here. You know the little freak stuck the little freak snuck onto school grounds and demanded that we Q gives him the beat or nobody gets hurt. (laughs) This is a problem, mom and dad. Yeah. God, well,
0: Doug gets a letter now. From, delivered to him right now like probably by like a private courier and it's from mr bluff's lawyer and they say th-
2: they're pressing charges against pork chop
0: wild <laughs> yes. dog law no it's it's fucking dog net you remember the dog net uh, yes. uh, Detective, why didn't Doug pull in that fantasy the dog net fantasy what the fuck because when he go, when
3: he... anything that happened in season one for out of self-defense yeah.
0: That's true, because also Jack Bandit would have been a perfect choice, too, for this, but they forgot he existed. Yes. Why <laughs> not? <nah? sighs> oh. Well, so he gets this letter, and Phil and Theta are just like, That's it! We can get everybody to say what a nice dog
1: pork chop is!
2: Huh? Oh, yes! We could circulate a petition saying just that and take it to Mr. Bluff! Holy
3: shit, what a good idea! <laughs> I can't imagine any way for this plan to fail
0: oh but doug is just like and they're like oh yeah we'll help you do it and doug is like nah i'll just do it myself (laughs) like i don't need your help mom just go back to the
1: hotel yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) god just keep singing christmas songs and having fun
3: (laughs) this entire segment stinks of they realize they really needed to have phil and theta in this episode because they don't add anything
0: right right But so Doug goes around to the town to get signatures. Uh, Mr. Dink signs it. And this is where he says that he wishes Tippy was in town so she could sign too. So it's just like hammering in that Tippy's out of town. The mayor. (laughs) The mayor. Of a small town. Who clearly doesn't have like a second or anything. She's just the law entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Because a radio DJ can get the cops to do everything now. (laughs)
3: There is a bit of interesting uh, detail in this one because I am one of the poor souls who read Tom Clancy books when he was in high school. Oh, yeah. I played played all the video games. There's (laughs) an interesting problem that Tom Clancy ran into towards the tail end of his career where after you've given your pet character all of the power imaginable, it becomes very hard to write a story set in that universe because, wait... Definitely not Tom Clancy is currently President God King of America who everybody loves. Why hasn't he fixed all the problems? How can there still be a threat?
0: I mean, that was the perfect, uh, that was the, like, intro to Saints Row 4, which was the perfect game.
3: Yeah, Saints Row 4 <laughs> solved this problem with, fuck it, suddenly aliens attack somehow. Yeah. Like, you have to keep raising the stakes. But, because Bluffington makes it impossible to raise the stakes, yes, A good person is the mayor, but I still want to do a story about how politics is fundamentally corrupt and evil and wants to kill your dog. So, (laughs) I have to go and say the good person is out of commission, temporarily, and the old bad guy is back in charge because, look, just suspend your fucking disbelief. I want to get to a dog murder.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And so Doug goes around to other people after he uh, misses, like after he he can't get more from Mrs. Dink. He only gets it from Mr. Dink. And he goes to a bunch of different houses where people don't want to sign up. Uh, the first person says that they don't want to get, uh, they wait, okay, the first person says it's just like, nah. And then the second person says they're like, oh, yeah, I totally want to sign up. And then their wife comes up behind this guy, and she says, oh, it's that dog from the news. And the guy's like, no, no, okay, whoa, 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 then I don't want to get all mixed up in this, right? Like, I don't want fuck.
3: that fucked lady, right? Yeah, no, uh, that's gross. <laughs>
0: yeah, right? No, okay, so this is, this section right here, and the, the next person he goes to, too. because So then he goes to uh, old Mrs. Spindle. And uh, she says,
2: This is Christmas. It's no time for petitions and legal business. It's time for presents and cookies and strudel. And
0: I mean, you're not supposed to talk about politics on Christmas. There's no tragedy on Christmas. Just shut up. It's your fault that this is happening now.
2: This is not happy. Save it for after the holiday. But by then, it'll be too late. You should have thought of that before.
1: Mrs. Spindle also looks kind of like one of Doug's many grandmas. Kind <laughs> so. uh, But so
0: this is the section that makes me like start to wonder is this supposed to be a satire on like the legal system? on like uh how like the American news cycle works sensationalism because of people being like like oh you know uh you know cause this is a big controversy I don't want to take a side or like oh because it's Christmas oh I just I want to ignore it I want to stick my head in the sand and it's it's oh, for other yeah. people on Christmas and right is like, it
3: some kind of no all everybody else just tells a saccharine story at these times here it's all just these really sweet things but no sad right. things can still happen on Christmas says Jim Jing begins the man who made an entirely (laughs) show entirely about bad things don't happen. But so
0: that's that's what I'm wondering. Like, so I think that this is like the first part of multiple parts in this episode. Where if this is supposed to be a on purpose satire, I think this is like a pretty good episode. Yeah, this is. A, but if it's yeah. not, if this is like you know, oh, you're just we're just like doing pulling this straight, then I'm like,
3: holy shit, this episode's monstrous, yeah, right? This feels <laughs> like a relic of a smarter version of this episode that was not made. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's supposed to be a satire. I think they're just literally pulling the script from that one Simpsons episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> is that what happened in that one too? Yeah, I mean, it's the same sensationalism and
3: uh, yeah, sensationalism is shape. the problem. It wasn't actually that bad, and people with a motivation are just trying to make this worse than it really is. I, which, I mean, specifically yeah. the thing of people being like, "Oh, nothing bad happens on Christmas," and I don't want to get mixed up
0: in this, Not like you specific know, thing, controversy. Though. Okay. Okay, man, but so, yeah, he's like, all this is Spindle is even like, it's your fault that this is
1: happening now. Like, you should <laughs> have thought of this. that.
0: Yeah, she's like, you should have thought of that before Christmas happened. Like, you should have gotten a signature before then, right? Yeah, it's idiot. Like, yeah.
1: God. <laughs> Look, when you have your dog bite, people, don't do it around the holidays.
3: Right, <laughs> Like, it's a clearly a snipe, but it's a particularly bizarre snipe coming from a guy who's been very careful to not snipe before now. Right. That's why
1: I'm, like, confused, right? That's why, like, we've never had a satire before. That's yeah. why I'm
0: so confused.
1: I the think calip- we have had satire. It was just so poorly done that it was unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah.
3: has been a very transparent shot at incompetent government since moment one. True. But that's the character in and of himself—a specific, pointed comment on a aspect of human frailty. That's not really a thing that Jenkins does, unless he's taking fire on himself. I mean, Doug. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, so and Doug even like sees a bit of the news like through a store window, showing like a reenactment of the vicious dog attack. And
3: he uh, does this is an inexplicable call-out because this is straight up the a Christmas story one of the kid <laughs> who's got his nose up against the store front. Captivated by what he sees inside, except for what he sees inside is a TV reenactment of how his dog attempted to maul one of his friends. Right, and it's like a
0: weird. It's like of course, it's of course like a super sensationalized
1: thing. Also yeah. pulled directly from that Simpson's episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is
3: that all of your notes on this? No, this Does one, the one is, Simpsons uh, did it thing. <laughs> yeah, this is the most explicit ass pull because the Simpson's one also features a very crudely done recreation of the event supposedly but it's clearly been edited to high heaven yada yada yada
0: well we have had that too in doug as well because there was the awesome one with uh when doug showed porno to the classroom that was yeah, the poor that reenactment. One that one yeah. rocked <laughs> that was amazing oh well so doug finally he's like oh why don't i just talk to my friend bb about this
2: and he, goes oh. to, and
0: he goes to the hospital and he finds Mr. Bluff, who obviously doesn't remember him, even though Doug's talked to him like a bunch of times
1: in And Doug was episodes. like his employee for a little bit there. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug was his specifically the one who Mr. Bluff was supposed to mentor. <laughs> he has had so many conversations with Mr. Bluff. But then, of course, Doug has to reintroduce himself <laughs> to him. <laughs>
3: Remember, I was the one who dug up that guy you definitely didn't kill?
0: Oh. Well, Doug tries to explain that it's all out of hand, that poor chap must have just been playing. But this is where... Okay, this is right here. What Mr. Bluff is about to say here is another line where... I I really question if this is satire, they're doing like a horrifying job at it, but like also a good job. Whereas uh, if it's just played straight, I'm just like, oh, God, because right here, Mr. Bluff says, I'm sorry,
1: it's no use, son. I just don't like dogs. They don't have any money. They don't even know what money is. They do have money, though. <laughs> We know Chop
3: has money. We do. Chop owns real estate and purchases bones. He has a refrigerator. He has a lazy boy. There is programming aimed at him. There is a genre of music that we have heard over and over again aimed directly at him. Okay, but do you see where I'm going with this?
0: Um, oh, yeah. The metaphor here of, yes. like, I just don't like those type of people. They don't have any money. They don't have any motivation to get money. Why yeah, not like, just throw them in jail? Like, what the fuck?
3: It's, it's also crazy. one of those things where it's like straight up Christmas villainy insofar as I'm just cartoonishly fucking evil okay but like that's my motivation i'm just a
0: shit okay but like what i'm saying is I, if this is a satire on real life like the prison industrial context then like whoa yeah but if it's not then it's also like whoa but in a different way
3: <laughs> i the problem is it's if any other corroborating evidence was there if they could stick to an angle for five fucking seconds this I've is the opposite more. of the problem I've got and more this is, this is the opposite <laughs> of the problem the show usually has. Normally they are hammering on a single point the whole goddamn way through. And this time there's weird bits that stand out like they are trying to start making a point and then it just kind of sits there alone and dies.
0: Of course, and that's why I'm so confused. That's why I like yeah. had to ask you guys if you think that this is if this is like an honest attempt
3: Yeah, I absolutely had the same thought about, okay, the rich guy from Richmond, Virginia, talking about how he hates those kinds of people, and that's why he wants to throw one in jail. Yeah, that's the most transparent metaphor imaginable. It's just that also, they, having established that as a premise... They don't really do a lot with it. They do.
0: I've got more,
3: Jim. <laughs> Alright, I will hold off on your madness for this one then.
0: Like cause he cause even in this they continue. Like, Mr. Bluff is like well, Doug says there's no reason to take it out on pork chop, and Mister Bluff says it's a perfect reason. He's a dog, and then and then and then uh, uh, Doug is like, yeah, but he's really smart. He's really good. He's not just a dog. So Doug here literally is saying, but he's one of the good ones.
3: Yep, that's very much this scene. Like, just that the scene it doesn't carry forward from this scene is the part that bugs me.
0: Oh. He says, and so Doug is just like, "Oh my, well, okay, we gotta, we step away from this a little bit. It doesn't continue immediately, uh, but we step away a little bit because we need to, I guess, ratchet down the like drama for one second, because Doug says that he needs help and he knows just who to turn to.
3: That's right, it's Games Master Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yep." Because Doug
0: goes into his imagination palace and he's summoned all, a co- well, not all, but a couple of his alter egos <laughs> to have a big party. And Deep what do you summon nut- all of his
3: alter egos who've appeared more than once? The chameleon and Jack Bandit are dead and in hell forever.
0: Even though the chameleon and Jack Bandit specifically would be the two who would be most useful in this situation. Uh,
3: yes. <laughs> mm hmm. I'm just saying, Doug, it'd be a lot more easy if one of us had any infiltration expertise. Well, <laughs> Smash kind of does, except for then he gets captured, so he's not that great at this.
0: He just infiltrates with the ladies, am I right?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have sex with the uh the the hot teacher
3: to get poor chop out of jail. <laughs> As a reminder, the last time we saw Smash Adams, he was checking out Doug's mom's ass.
0: I was honestly surprised that Smash's plan wasn't to seduce the prison
1: guard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah, so Race Canyon, Quailman, and Smash Adams all show up, and what do you know? They all know and respect each other already. And They've S- read each other's comic books. And Smash has brought booze for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> And by then Doug is like,
2: I brought you here because you're the three greatest heroes in the world. And together, we're going to get pork chop back.
3: Smash Adam says, shut up, kid. I'm trying to get Mr. Canyon shit so I can have sex with him. <laughs> oh, my God. I can do his
1: Doug own thing. Doug is his, uh, he's just sitting on his couch with his eyes rolled back in the back of his head, his tongue out, and he's drooling thinking about this. <laughs> Tuesday again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Doug here is showing the three a map of the security of the pound to them, the pound that Porkchop is being held in. And they all come up with different ideas of what to do. Quailman says that he should paralyze the guards with his quail eye and then ask them nicely to let poor chop out.
3: <laughs> Intelligence. Yes. Speed. These are the powers of the quail.
1: Race
0: Canyon says we should just beat him up.
1: <laughs> Race has got the right idea.
0: It does. And then Smash Adam says, Well you need a bunch of high tech gadgets. And this is and well this is the one that Doug like slashes onto.
3: (laughs) And this entire stretch of the episode I was about to say movie but episode uh, is completely fucking pointless it adds up to nothing but it is really fucking funny there is one point that adds to
0: the lore a lot
3: oh yeah
0: because doug realizes that the people with the highest tech gadgets are the sleeches and so doug not goes, mr tank because
3: we already used him <laughs>
0: yeah we already used him and we only have the sleeches in the background
3: <laughs> Also, Mr. Dink's technology is probably just straight-up guns. Yeah, pretty much. But we kind of find that
0: that's what the Sleeches is, too, because Doug goes to the Sleeches, and they say that he's in luck because...
2: We have worked out many devices here in our father's bakery that combine the delicious flavor of holiday baked goods with state-of-the-art weapons technology.
1: This part is so baffling to me. Like, there's... There's basically no payoff for this. No none but 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 doug says that he doesn't want to hurt
0: anybody and what here i think this is important because the sleeches then look at each other and then swipe like 90 percent of the baked goods
3: off of the table which means they're so not looking to inflict anthrax on populations <laughs> are you doug funny it means like just like we've been thinking about the sleeches
0: definitely build fucking bombs in their basement uh uh-huh,
1: the sleeches right? follow ted kazing kazing God damn it. Ted Kazinki. That is
0: his name. Ted Babinki. That's his name in the Doug universe is Ted (laughs) Babinki.
3: oh man we are going to be sending these to our good pen pal who lives out in oklahoma god
0: that is what it is right because they made they because doug says he doesn't want to hurt anybody and then they get rid of most of the items <laughs> it turns
3: out that ammonium nitrate is indistinguishable from baking frosting in this universe <laughs> we are not sure why either doug
1: funny
0: oh, please sh- don't
3: try to eat these it's extremely poisonous oh my god
0: but the last thing that they leave on the table they say it is a cupcake with a smoke bomb in it for a quick getaway and doug is like perfect uh,
3: <laughs> sick Why? this sounds like it's the setup
1: for a joke
0: well, it kind, kind is. of is.
1: It just falls on its face, which is, you know, far for the Doug course. <laughs> yes. yes.
0: Because then Skeeter and Doug go to the pound, and there's an explicit sign for no cupcakes allowed. Ha ha which is probably we've we've talked about how remember on the bluff uh the one where they were digging for treasure in the bluff episode uh there was the no digging not even one hole thing but Doug was the one who read that and Doug is the one who reads the no cupcakes sign so i think again Doug can't read so he's just manifesting what he thinks he's in trouble for <laughs> <laughs> And so he's just being like, yeah, that's definitely what that says, because that's uh-huh. the only problem that I'm committing yeah. here. That's my, that's <laughs> yes. my plan. So yeah. the sign
1: has to say that my plan's not going
0: to work. Right. But they decide instead that the plan is that Skeeter should just fall on the ground and start screaming. Uh, as Doug just walks into the pound.
3: And this would not work were it not for the fact that a phone call comes in at the same time and the guard <laughs> stops to answer it.
0: Like Yeah, the guard Literally, does not
1: give a shit about anything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Doug could have just walked past the guard and the guard would not have cared.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Or Doug could have been like, hey, can I look at the dog since it's a pound? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I'd be like,
0: all right. <laughs> <laughs> can I adopt the very baddest dog? And they'd be like, all right. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but Porkchop, they, they... Doug walks through the cages and stuff of the different dogs, and he finds this special section... That actually is more
3: roomy inside that is labeled very bad dogs. Porkchop is smoking in there.
0: No, there's a different dog who's smoking a cigarette in there.
3: <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> My dog identification skills have taken a shit and died.
0: Yeah, it's a different dog with an eye patch on and he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and then this is where we flash back to the guard who bites into the cupcake. And then he freezes, stops blinking, stops doing anything, just completely freezes, and smoke starts pouring out of all of his orifices. (laughs)
3: That's so hot.
0: Yeah. And also he's so dead
3: We should have mentioned Doug Funny This is only non-lethal assuming you don't feed it to someone Right You edible pyrotechnics are not a thing Doug Funny Right We've already gotten us in trouble with the CIA We do not wish to add the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms to the list Doug Funny
0: We already have to work for the Glorak Corporation to pay off our fines that we, that we uh, racked up doing all the hacking Now we're gonna have to work for or, uh, the weapons manufacturer in this universe that being Bluffco
1: now we have to invent Bitcoin <laughs> yes
0: yeah, just... well inside we go back to Doug I guess we, we don't even see what happens to this prison guard right like he just no, he's this gone this entire
3: plot just pisses out
1: <laughs> and dies much like the guard this is the setup for the whole smoke bomb thing it's just so the the guard could bite into it right That's but it. then he, he disappears from the uh-huh. episode
0: yeah like,
3: <laughs>
1: uh huh He must
0: just be rushed to the hospital or something. You know what's
3: awful? Your dog biting a girl's ankle. You know what's fine? Murdering a man.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) Well, he should have listened to the sign that said no cupcakes allowed. (laughs) I guess. The sign that was only in Doug's head, excuse me.
3: (laughs) Yes.
1: Do they give a reason? Is there a reason why the guard bites into the cupcake in the first place? No, literally no. No. It just happens?
0: Yeah. He just does it. He bites cool. it and Skeeter says, No, don't bite it, and then he bites it. <laughs> well, uh, Doug can t- goes he goes into the section that is labeled Very Bad Dogs, and he finds that there is a spiral staircase leading to an ultra basement level of the pound. And he goes inside totally normal? And, he, and, and then inside there, there's another door for very, very bad dogs. And inside there is a locked crate that is, like, surrounded by red lights with alarms on it. And Doug walks in and immediately biffs it and triggers the alarm. <laughs> And then Doug gets pulled out by a different guard as Porkchop continues to cry.
3: I'm kind of surprised Tippy hasn't cut the staffing of the dog pound yet because this is kind of a lot of effort and money. Like, you're a libertarian. This is kind of your whole jam.
0: No, she increased it because they love giving money to the cops.
3: Good <laughs> that's point. the reason. I keep on forgetting
0: that. That's why they built the lower level, the place for very, very bad dogs, is because Tippy promised to increase police funding.
3: <laughs> Fair point. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, Doug is going home now, and he sees that Porkchop's igloo has been roped off for police investigation. And he (laughs) remembered.
1: Yeah, because they don't do any investigation, actually. There's no reason to do that. They're like, the igloo has nothing to do with the crime.
3: They could have done a gag relating to all of his many dog girlfriends, I guess, if they were trying.
0: Yeah, if they like interview him and the dog girlfriend's like smoking a cigarette, and she's like, I don't even know him. (laughs) He always was a little off.
3: Ladies just like. That piece of shit. It's always he wants something in exchange. He's a sweet guy, but he takes,
0: <laughs> yeah. takes,
3: takes.
0: Yeah, he
1: cheated on me with Fluffy down the road. <laughs> Instead, we get the uh, the scientist that specializes in uh, measuring dog skulls.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's what they
0: were doing in the police investigation as they were measuring pork chop's hats.
1: <laughs> what's the what's, what's the name of that fake science where you measure skulls? I'm totally blank.
3: Phrenology or craniometrics to gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Oh man. Well, and so Doug
0: goes into a fantasy where he remembers the very first Christmas when he was given pork chop, and pork chop was in a little box. And Phil had wild pompadour hair in the background. Hell yeah. So this is again proving to us that Porkchop is like 10 years old at this point, right? Yeah, Mm. like
3: honestly, (laughs) Porkchop being put down at this point is a little (laughs) bit of a mercy. Guy don't have too long left in him, Doug. Aww.
0: And he remembers that last Christmas,
2: when he gave me this journal... (laughs)
0: Uh, like a new journal, I guess. Was it the new journal or was it the first journal? So, okay. So I, I was thinking about that too. I was like, okay, so where does this put us in the timeline? Is that early? Does this take place one year later? However, there's another detail in this scene. Porkchop is given a Walkman. Porkchop puts on the Walkman. Mm. And if you listen closely, he's not listening to the dog rap. He is listening to Killer Tofu. So this is after they have learned about the beats. Right, so it's not the first journal. This is a different. Oh wait, journal.
3: no, that's why Doug didn't know anything about the beats. Doug didn't know anything beats about beats because he just assumed it was dog music.
0: Oh, and so that's why he bought it for his dog? Because he was like, oh, shit, that's why he didn't think maybe it was actually good.
3: Ooh. Yeah, I'm fucking sick of that I'm a dog, you're a dog song. <laughs> Here, have anything else. Maybe, that's it. Okay, so that's why, yeah, he, he bought that for Porkchop. He
0: bought him his first Beats track, and it was before he knew about it, and this was when Doug got his first journal. So then this would be early in the timeline. Interesting.
3: And also, Mayor White is no longer the mayor.
0: Which means that, uh... So that means we have to rearrange all the mayor ones to where all the ones where Mayor White appears as the mayor occur earlier than all the ones he doesn't appear in.
3: (laughs) I think we can accomplish this and only strain the timeline and our own sanity a little.
0: Yeah, because he says literally this was last Christmas, so this was one year ago.
3: (laughs) Well, Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Doug's only been in town for a couple of months. One year. <laughs> oh yeah. Several years. Yeah, he's
0: only he's only been in town for a couple of months, but also one year, and also his birthday happened.
1: <laughs> and also multiple Christmases. Yeah, and we had a we had a big celebration for Doug moving
0: here. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But that was before his birthday and also Christmas. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> God <laughs> Well, so then he imagines what this Christmas will be like, where he imagines going to Porkchop's fucking grave in the rain.
1: <laughs>
0: this
3: is the Christmas episode. <laughs> Last Christmas, I murdered my dog.
0: <laughs> and Doug cries and cries. Is this is this one of the first times that Doug has actually cried in this show? Like when has he cried there before? There
3: was one other time, and it was the season finale of season one.
0: Was that when Skeeter no left?
3: No, Skeeter, come back. Did he cry
0: there, or was he just calling he after He starts Skeeter?
3: to sob, and then Skeeter says, hey, man.
0: Okay, so he didn't, like, full-on cry, though. Because That's correct. Because in this one, he is... Full on crying. So this might be the first time in Doug where... And the fucking Christmas episode when Doug is <laughs> weeping.
3: At all other times, Bluffington is the happiest place on earth. But Christmas is where all of our <laughs> tragedies happen. <laughs>
1: God, maybe, maybe Patty's mom died last Christmas. <laughs> is this the first episode where they just like explicitly mentioned death? Uh, I think I so. I think so. They, like they Patty's mom
3: yeah well, Patty's mom is just not in dead. the picture Patty's mom and Roger's dad are just not in the picture. they are not mentioned. they're just not a thing,
0: yeah but patty they don't they say that Patty's mom died i, think I they don't did. think they do. I, I, I think don't it's don't
1: implied remember. that she got in a car accident yeah, I don't I, think they I don't think they spell it out for us. I think this is the first that time that they like the possibility of death can occur in Bluffington,
0: yeah, yeah, hmm. Wow, what a sad episode. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yep. Well, but uh so they they then flash to the next day at the trial, and Bluff is Mr. Bluff is talking to the judge. And he's being very chummy with him. He says, look,
3: Dave, I'm missing my office Christmas party.
2: Can we make this short? Call me your honor, Bill. And don't worry, we'll be out of here in no time.
3: <laughs> Which, okay, <laughs> Canon. this is welcome to Bluffington. The judge knows at whose pleasure he serves and also goes golfing with him on the weekends.
0: Uh-huh, yup, and has also gotten him out of his many crimes before. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. hmm
0: <laughs> Well, they say that the trial is the people of Bluffington versus Porkchop the Dog.
3: Why are we holding this as a trial instead of just killing the dog? Who can say?
0: And why is it the people of Bluffington? Why isn't it the Bluffs versus Porkchop the Dog? I guess the Bluffs are the people of Bluffington. (laughs) I
3: think it's strictly supposed to be that the city government is doing this through Bob White somehow.
0: Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Well, Bluff is shown to have a lawyer, and Doug is shown to be Porkchop's lawyer, so... Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to jail. <laughs>
3: even,
0: though, <laughs> even though Doug's parents and his whole family are right behind him, and they were just like, nah, you don't need a lawyer, kid. Yeah,
3: we, we are Doug... not paying for this.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Doug is going to somehow argue that he must put Porkchop down. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, that Doug himself must yes. be put Porkchop yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> In addition to poor (laughs) child, it was my fault, Daddy. (laughs) God.
3: Well, this is abnormal, Uh, but I'm not complaining.
0: All right. He's like, two for one, baby. (laughs) This is going to go great on my judge re election campaign. Look at how many criminals I've punished. Didn't we didn't we determine that Bluffington was a place with elected judiciary? I think yes, we determined we did, that because at one the point.
3: judges did care about that. Yeah. Also, let we did comment earlier that if somebody ran for office on a I will prosecute Doug funny ticket, <laughs> we would vote for them. So, <laughs> so this is you know I give the judge credit, he's doing the right thing here.
0: Yeah, Judge Dave's on his game. <laughs> oh, Well, they bring it, the cops bring in Porkchop in a muzzle, and then they go through a bunch of different types of evidence, such as a dog psychologist who says that Porkchop, the shape of Porkchop's eyes and his brain indicate killer tendencies. Hmm.
3: (laughs) The joke is that psychology is a fake subject, which, okay, that's not accurate, but the kind of people who prosecutors call are almost invariably cranks who say exactly what the cops want him to say so on balance i will grudgingly give this one to jenkins
1: right but psychology is fake oh my god you have to measure your midichlorians right as well <laughs> as your brain uh-huh well so
0: poor chop starts doing charades to tell doug to go to the lake and the doctor is like look at that he's a crazy killer he's trying to <laughs> communicate
1: which he's probably, he doesn't want to die. What a psycho. He's
0: probably talking about Doug in this case. He's like, look at this crazy killer communicating with his dog.
3: Now, what I wanted, what I desperately fucking wanted, was for the psychologist point and go, holy shit, a talking dog. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: Well, the prosecution calls in B.B. Bluff, and she gets wheeled in with a broken leg and a wheelchair. And the audience is
3: gasping. And this is one of the weird moments because previous characterization of BB would have her more or less playing along with her dad, but no, she's not.
0: No, she's like kind of reluctant. She's just kind of clueless in this moment, right? She just kind of like I don't know what's going on. Whatever. Uh, and they go. We go back to the big brain Doug conference <laughs> between the characters. Uh,
2: and Race Canyon's idea is to plead guilty. I think we should plead guilty, and maybe we could find somebody to testify. What?
3: <laughs> Brilliant. As a member of the Doug Triumvirate, I advocate <laughs> yeah. immediate surrender. He says, And to, if we don't immediately surrender, I'll beat the crap out of both of you.
0: He says to plead guilty and then to find someone to testify for them, which sounds... I, I don't know. It sounds like a weird ordering.
3: <laughs> Dr. Canyon is from the good old days and also places where there wasn't really diplomatic uh, structures <laughs> yeah. for law.
0: And Quailman just keeps screaming over and over again,
2: But Chop didn't do anything wrong.
3: <laughs> and I think the
2: sound effects...
3: imply that uh, Race Canyon and Smash Adams start fist fighting?
0: They do, because Smash Adams doesn't have any ideas except for why the fuck would you plead guilty Race Canyon? (laughs) 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 And Doug just yells, you all fucking suck and it's up to me. None of you can do it, so me, Doug, is gonna have to take care of this.
2: I'm just going to have to deal with this myself. Daddy has to take care of this.
0: He does. You all get spankings. (laughs) And BB on the stand, we go back to BB on the witness stand and she says that pork chop pulled her by her foot across the lake, but it didn't actually really hurt. And the prosecution interrupts her and it's just like, "Don't say that. Don't
1: say it didn't hurt. You're hurt. You're in a you're in a cast."
0: <laughs> so the cast might be fake in this
1: case. It is, yes. cuz we we see her like the next day on Christmas and the cast is gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh,
0: well, Doug then is like, they, they basically, the judge is like, all right, I've seen
1: you now, this, this
0: is over, Doug is obviously guilty, uh, but Doug is like, wait, I want to cross-examine the witness, and Mr. Bluff is like, but Bibi is far too tired, she's got the vapors. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Doug, when did you get a license to practice law? He didn't <laughs> everyone has the license to practice law. Oh
0: right, yeah. You after it's your citizen's being a
3: crank. Right. After your <laughs> citizen's
0: arrest, you have to hire a citizen's As, lawyer. Oh
3: wait, no, I did forget. There is a libertarian mayor now, so free man on the land oh, doctrine does apply. Good
1: points. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good point. <laughs> oh, well, the judge
0: interrupts both of them and is just like, well, losing Peavy such a brave little girl. And the audience fucking loves it and claps like crazy, including Patty, which I cracked up at.
2: <laughs>
0: you know,
3: when he's right, he's right.
0: You can see Patty's
1: arms <laughs> clapping.
0: Hell yeah.
3: It rocked so much. Look, I'm okay with Doug, but his dog kind of creeps me out. Right. (laughs) And
0: the judge, so this is the moment we were talking about of like oscillating between whether Porkchop can actually talk or not in this universe, because the judge is like, okay, Porkchop cannot tell his side of the story because nobody here speaks dog.
2: Doesn't Porkchop get to tell his side of the story? And how is he going to do that? Does anyone here speak dog? (laughs) And then immediately
0: after that, Doug says, but he's telling me to go to the lake. (laughs) So I guess Doug does speak
3: dog. Consistency, who gives a shit? Now, you might go for, okay, this might be a small kid saying that, no, I can understand, and he's saying we should do something to make him innocent. Okay, that's a kind of small child, ha ha, silly, but it turns out he actually could understand the dog (laughs) the whole time. You know what? Fine. We're in a Christmas story, whatever, that is in genre. But remember this moment, we're going to come (laughs) back to it. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Well, the judge is like, "Fuck you!" It's Christmas Eve, and we have all fa- we have families waiting for us. Fuck you, Doug. We're not doing this.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to the goddamn lake, Doug. <laughs> it's cold out. It's cold. <laughs> Fuck you.
0: It's eight p.m. <laughs> and, and and Doug. It then he gets up and he starts digress- addressing the court directly. He says, remember that Porkchop is my family, and remember all the things he's done for the community. And he starts to go through the things that he's done for the community.
3: (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> we are now disconnected entirely from reality
0: he goes through the exact people who refused to sign the petition and you might be wondering why didn't he bring this up to the people when he was asking them to sign the petition
3: because oh, it know. was a different episode back then, and we didn't know how this was going to go.
0: <laughs> he, said, he first goes to Mrs. Wartz.
2: Mrs. Wartz, when you went to Peakville to visit your Aunt Maxie, who babysat little Jimmy and Jeffy? Porkchop. Uh,
0: Aww. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> he says. That would have been, wait, that would have rocked if during the babysitter episode that his parents hired Porkchop to yeah, babysit
3: According to the rules, dogs can only babysit other families.
1: There's no rule that says a dog can't be a babysitter. Uh, Actually, yes, there is. (laughs) It's what Child Protective Services are
3: for. Uh, Tippy got rid of them. That's right. (laughs) That's right.
1: Well, then he
0: says, hey, you remember Mrs. and Mrs. Larkin, the people who didn't want to get involved because uh the dog was on the news? He says, remember when your house
2: burned down? When your house burned down? Who was there the next morning with hammer and nails and a big batch of cookies, too?
3: <laughs> Bet you don't want that to happen again, do you? <laughs>
2: He says, Who showed up with
0: hammers and nails and a plate of fresh cookies the next morning?
3: Suspiciously <laughs> smelling of gasoline. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. clears throat> and then, and then the old lady who was yelling about how it was Christmas. Why did she come to the courtroom? If she was obsessed with there shouldn't be sad things on Christmas, why did she come to the trial? <laughs>
3: That is a worthwhile question. Let's ask, let's figure out what it is that Porkchop did for her and then ask the next one. She yells out,
2: He lent me 20 bucks.
1: So he literally has money. (laughs) Oh shit!
0: He literally has money. Yeah, it's proven in this episode. Dogs
3: have money. Don't worry about it. God, and they care about it and are willing to loan to somebody who's down on their luck.
0: God, they do. And then another person yells that Porkchop helped her fix her transmission. And then someone else yelled that Porkchop saved his hair.
3: <laughs> He's mostly bald, so clearly he did a shitty job.
0: Yes. And then Doug walks up to the judge and says, You. His honor, m-. Judge Dave. He walks up to
2: Judge Dave and he says, Who was there after your daughter got in that accident? Who taught her to walk again?
3: Ah. Uh... <laughs> Oh, right. This dog who I'm ordering the execution of is the reason my daughter's not a paraplegic. He's capable of healing the cripple. Oh, my God. Having a
1: dog teach a human how to walk is so funny.
3: And then having the judge forget about Uh it. Like, this is the most transparent ass pull of a plot conclusion. Like, you were thinking that this thing might be satirical back at Mr. Bluff using dogs as a very poorly coded minority thing. This feels like it's a satire of Christmas episodes. I think so too, yeah. It's just this part so is. fucking saccharine and <laughs> inexplicably and then suddenly everybody remembered, Oh right. This person is literally Christ-fucking-reborn. <laughs>
0: huh?
3: Well, then the judge is like,
0: all right, I guess at least we can go to the lake. And Porkchop pulls his own muzzle off at this point, which is definitely when the cops would shoot him if he did that.
3: <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I've just been putting up with this For the hell of it up until now Doug By the way I can now thank you for your admirable Service on my behalf I will now be managing My own defense (laughs) I am only Judgeable by dog law
0: This is like when Superman allows The cops to put uh, handcuffs On him and then when he's proven innocent He just
1: breaks the handcuffs (laughs) (laughs) Dude dude, We're gonna reuse those
3: (laughs) If you'd come to the wrong conclusion I would have vaporized this court You're
0: right Oh, God. Well, BB goes to show everyone at the lake where she was skating, and there is a very obvious hole in the lake that still has the fucking thin ice sign on it. Uh
3: But as BB is part mermaid, she seeks to dwell within and is drawn (laughs) siren-like to the icy depths.
0: And she's also like, they're also like, oh, where were you walking? She's like, I don't know. I don't remember, even though there's obviously only Uh one hole in the lake. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, well, they go there and Patty is like, hey, there's the pine cone we were using as a puck.
3: We just left it there.
0: It's up. Hey, look, it's a pine cone on this lake near a bunch of pine trees.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's it right the fuck down.
0: And as B.V. starts to move by herself over to... Remember, she's got a broken leg and she's walking on ice by herself uh, Mm. over to...
3: Everyone else can see she is walking towards the thin ice marker. (laughs) No one Uh gives a fuck.
1: The hole
0: in the lake. (laughs)
3: Everyone Uh in the town is watching.
0: Uh Uh-huh, and only Porkchop can read, and he starts pulling on the leashes to go save BB. And everybody's just like, boy, it's a good thing we have guards this time, because Porkchop is thirsty for blood.
1: (laughs) And the judge is like,
0: this is fucking stupid.
1: (laughs) Correct. (laughs) He's right. (sighs) Uh.
0: Well, BB falls into the lake as the ice cracks around her, and Doug then helpfully shouts out, "Oh no, it's thin ice!"
3: <laughs> oh, that's what it's called when ice can't bear your way. Oh my dear God. journal, I learned something today. <laughs> yeah. Shame what about what happened one? to BB.
0: Porkchop breaks out of his handcuffs at this point, like Superman, and then burns off and dives into the lake while everyone else just stands and watches.
3: That water is currently at approximately freezing. Both of them are dead. Uh-huh.
0: But he dives in, and BB is full unconscious in the water. Uh-huh. But Porkchop pulls her out. And everyone's like, "Oh, that's what he was doing in the first place.
1: Nice." <laughs> just... I was I was just laughing thinking about like when Porkchop pulls her out, they go, "Oh my god, she, he bit her again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or "Oh my god, he
0: drowned her and now she's actually dead." <laughs> She was about to swim out on her own, and then he held her under. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, kill Doug too now.
3: (laughs) The ice demands a sacrifice. There's only one solution. The darkest night of the year is almost here, and Mr. Dudenhofer still (laughs) craves blood. Throw Doug in the lake. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It'll
3: give us ten years more of good fortune. Well, but, uh, Doug says that pork p-
2: chop went from being a killer
0: to a hero, and it shows that the headline on the news now is "dog saves bluff tot heroic rescue." This this is some NY Post shit. Like yeah. when, when <laughs> they, there's that Mulaney bit about how whenever they want to talk about uh some a good kid, they always call it a tot, and whenever someone touches a the tot, they're a perv. <laughs> it's not perv saves tot. <laughs> oh my god! And now it's Christmas, and Doug Doug is giving pork chop the hat, and also pork chop is sneezing because he has hypothermia,
3: and is go is a ten year old dog, and is going to die soon.
0: Uh huh. But now the doorbell rings. And it's the bluffs, and they show up, and they say that Bebe wants to thank Porkchop for saving her life, and Bebe's like, "Yeah, twice." And Porkchop asks for a wild feast right in the middle of town for all the dogs. Oh, well, I from guess the we could speak dog all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah, because Porkchop
0: gives the like. They say that Porkchop had the idea, so how he communicated it to them?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I said, this is the problem with canon. Because they are trying to have it both ways inside of the same goddamned episode. Yep.
0: (laughs) And only three people outside of uh, Doug's family (laughs) show up to the feast. It is the former mayor, it is the judge, and it is Mr. Bluff. (laughs) And also there we see eyepatch smoking dog, uh, a dog that looks like a
1: blue hippo, and a dog with cool sunglasses. <laughs> and Doug says something like, Mr. Bluff got homes for all the dogs to pound, even though we know Mr. Bluff hates dogs. No, it was
0: the mayor used his radio uh, show. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you might ask, why didn't he do this earlier? And... I mean, I guess it's because you got to fill those private prisons.
3: (laughs) I guess. Like, this Uh, entire bit also just feels like, well, it's a Christmas thing, so you end it with, aha, the Grinch learns his lesson, I guess. Except for Mr. Bluff didn't learn shit. He didn't change at all. Yeah. And then I guess the mayor threw a party for dogs.
0: Well, Mr. Bluff does give a toast. He says,
3: "Merry Christmas to all, and our special and heartfelt thanks to the greatest hero Bluffington has ever seen, Pop Chop." I think my single <laughs> favorite Trump tweet is, "I wish a happy I forget what the holiday is to the to all, even the haters and the losers." <laughs> yes, like it just like pure the Trump energy of I congratulate everybody, including those of you who I despise forever.
1: Damn, it's called "Jeans." Still my favorite. (laughs) True. Well, everybody sings the fa-la-la-la-la Christmas carol,
0: (laughs) and then there is a Christmas card that pops up at the end. I'm a dog, you're a dog, everybody (laughs) do the dog. I,
1: I almost stopped the episode before the Christmas card popped up, but did you guys see it? Uh Uh-huh, I did. It says, Season's Greeting. Why no Merry Christmas? (laughs) Yeah. This is a war. And it shows
0: Porkchop getting a Walkman, Doug getting a Banjo, Judy getting a Beret. But, okay, so these are all things that they had before they moved to Bluffington. Wait. Porkchop had the Walkman, Doug had the Banjo, Judy had the Beret. But then on the Christmas tree at the star at the top is a fucking bulb of Mr. Dink's head. <laughs>
3: Rules. Wait, you're saying that this was when Doug gave Porkchop the Walkman, huh?
0: Which was a year ago. Didn't
3: a year ago Doug got a journal from Porkchop?
0: No, so probably Doug got the banjo from his parents and Doug got the journal from Porkchop. But Porkchop just got a Walkman because he's a dog.
3: Fascinating. Time yeah, is sicker than ever we knew. Fortunately, por- on this, our Christmas special episode, which is definitely being released on December 25th.
0: Yeah, of uh, of August. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that brings us to the end of the episode.
3: What do you guys think about this one? Like, overall and also moral, and what do we got? Total, like Not totally incoherent, but it feels like this one was... Some of the way there to like three distinct morals, and could not bring itself to pull the trigger on any of them, ok. Like we've got something of the lying news media very bad. We hate it, folks. We're looking into it very strongly. ok. Yep. We have something about how Christmas is a time for good things, and people who do bad things on Christmas are bad. We have a And just like don't pay attention, there's no, don't like
0: look at bad things, only blind yourself with good things during
3: Christmas. Yeah, and there's also kind of a weird wink in the direction of, isn't the thing in Christmas movies where suddenly everybody remembers, oh right, this person we're about to kill is decent, isn't that kind of hackneyed, except for they play it straight.
0: And and I really think there's a thing on uh oh pork chop is just one of the good ones even they're all the yeah. same except for pork yeah. chop right he's he he most of them don't even have money right let's just throw them all in jail like it's it's absurd that that is a that's line a of lot those. yeah
3: that's an absolutely baffling moment. And then there's also just the Mr. Bluff... You could tie Mr. Bluff throwing a feast for the dogs as kind of a, oh, he's learned his lesson. Except for they explicitly make it so Mr. Bluff isn't the one who does it. It's the not-mayor. How is the not-mayor throwing the feast? Fuck you.
0: Well, Mr. Bluff is throwing the feast, but then the mayor is getting the homes for the dogs. So which one is better here?
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is... I've said it before and I'll say it again But it's just incredibly muddled It feels like they were trying to pull This episode in three different Directions And also the only thing that I've come to the conclusion On is that the Sleeches are Who are, did the Oklahoma City bombing
0: <laughs> Well yeah that too I think it's because <clears throat> it's an hour long episode Or excuse me a half hour long episode Jesus an hour long dog episode uh, oh, We'll out. do the it's movie the eventually
3: movie. buddy boy The hour long oh, dog episode Is in our future
0: I gotta leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I think it's just they stretch it out over a half hour. But yeah, Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Christmas. let's all look at our light bulb orb of Dink's head, I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. You got anything left, Sam? Uh, I just wish they would have said Merry Christmas and Steph Season's greetings at the end. <laughs> Okay, I am offended. They only said it
0: 10 times during the episode, but it needs to be 11.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. You have to end it on Merry Christmas. This is a war against Christmas. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's cut this one here, folks. Merry Christmas to all. Uh, Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.
3: Bye. Very expensive, everyone.